Welcome to the Safety with Purpose Women in Safety podcast. This is a show that provides a supportive space for women in safety careers. We break down the barriers and provide opportunities for growth. Make sure to hit that subscribe button to be notified of new episodes and join us at safetywithpurpose.com. Now, here's your Women in Safety podcast host, Tamara Paris. Hi, I'm Tamara Paris, the host of the Women in Safety podcast sponsored by Safepedia. And I'm Rebecca Lambert from HSE People. This is a special episode to kick off Rebecca's new and upcoming podcast about careers in the safety industry. Welcome, Rebecca. Thank you, Tamara. Today, we'll be chatting about career development in the safety industry and looking at how social media has helped us get to the point in our careers that we're both now at. Tamara, how did you start this journey to the point that you're at today? You know, Rebecca, it's a really odd uh, career journey because I actually started way, way back as a social worker in the 1990s, and I helped people who were in abusive relationships as well as those who were homeless. And from that, I went into doing more research-focused work, and I was actually in an office during which I never knew anything about health and safety. It wasn't until I had taken a leave of absence just to go wander the world and find out what's out there. It was when I was working in Rotan, Honduras, looking after a internet cafe that I stumbled into the world of health and safety when myself and two other people were going to be putting up satellites on top of somebody's roof. And the first person that was our client was actually a health and safety manager for a construction site. So he introduced me into this world of health and safety. And it was from there that I started to educate myself more about what health and safety is and then go through the journey of being educated um, through college and university and started my first health and safety job um, in a security and CCTV and renovations company. Um, and from there, it kind of just grew. <laughs> Fantastic. How did you start out your journey? Uh, by accident. So I went um, to start a career in recruitment. I didn't really realize that's what I was doing. And I began that working in health and safety recruitment in the oil and gas industry. And I worked my way up through a few different businesses, started learning new skills, always um, to do with recruitment or sales or business development. And I now found myself marketing manager at HSE People, where I'm using all my skills and background, but focusing on the health and safety industry. And it's just growing and growing as the industry seems to be. So it's fantastic. To, to get to this point and be part of the greater network. Yeah, it's incredible um, networking and how it does grow so fast. Absolutely. I think online networking and communities are the way forward, in particular in the health and safety industry. How did you grow the network that you have? You've got an established online network. How did that come about? It's a funny story because when I, I started um, way back and I came back to North America from Rotan, 
I really was not um, familiar with how to be implementing a health and safety program to start with. Yes, I had done schooling, but school doesn't teach you really how to deal with real world workplace situations. And um, when you do come into starting work at the first, there's just so many things that could be done. And yeah. for a new professional, it's really overwhelming about where do I start? So I reached out into uh, different online safety communities, LinkedIn being one of them. And that's where I met Mark Lovelace, who happened to be at that time um, starting up the EHS professionals group. And it was through connecting with him and talking and him introducing me to other people that I found out how strong and great a resource it is to be connecting with people over the internet and learning from different professionals who had been doing the job for so many years. Yeah, absolutely. And your online networking, has that helped with your career, would you say? Absolutely. Absolutely. And you also have a big network yourself. How did you fall into that? I think I've been lucky in that a lot of the jobs that I've done, they've given me quite a, a high profile, even if it's things like advertising jobs and things. So I've been lucky that people have wanted to connect and network with me. But I've also been really keen on interacting with people online and, you know, commenting on posts, sharing posts. It's not just about what we personally contribute, but also acknowledging other people's contributions. So I think by doing that, you know, contacts of contacts have then wanted to get in touch. And I've also sought to connect with people that I think I might be able to help and can also help me. And it just keeps growing. Yeah, no, it does. It does keep growing. And I want to um, answer the question that you asked me before, which was about um, how has the online networking really helped with the professional careers? It really breaks open avenues of connecting and meeting with new and different people that you don't typically get exposed to in your offline life. Yeah, And it's really interesting because you could be doing work in one area and have somebody else observing what you're doing. And then people reaching out and wanting to do projects and work with you. And that's how I met the people in Safepedia because of my online work. And so Jamie and Scott, who also do a lot of uh, providing resources and content to safety professionals, they noticed what I was doing. And so we just started naturally collaborating. And from there, it grew to a career opportunity. Fantastic. I mean, we've also done quite a lot of work with Safepedia and Jamie and Scott, and they are so willing to help and support. And I think the industry in general seems very much like that, but it's definitely helping us all network better by trying to help each other and give each other a boost when we can. Now, you um, have a partner, and can you explain a little bit about what um, HSE People does? Yeah, well, it's uh, run by myself and Mark, and we provide a platform for individuals. It's global, but I think we're probably a little bit more prevalent in the UK and Europe, although it's changing all the time. But we have 
over 225,000 members and we provide them with job ad advertisements, event invitations, information about products, services, you name it, we're trying to share as much information with as many people as we can because I think that's the, the best way our industry can continue growing and, you know, making the most of engaging with each other and sharing knowledge. So how has the online environment helped boost that? I think it's just made everyone much closer. So even though right now you and I are on different continents, we're still able to connect and communicate using the internet. So I think, you know, for us, the online world and social media has just meant that those of us that all do similar types of jobs, but in very different places can come together and actually share our experience, share our knowledge, give each other advice um, and help each other carry on doing what we're doing. What would you say your greatest success so far is in the, the leveraging of online networking? Wow, what a question. Um, I think for me professionally, it has been within HSC people. So when we took over the business, it had not much coverage, not much of a network. And we've continued to build it and build it. And then this year we've launched Salus, our monthly e-magazine, and also PPE Safety Showcase, which is another e-magazine focusing on personal protective equipment. And, you know, there's only a few of us here at HSE People, but together we've all sort of created these publications that people are really engaging with. We're getting excellent feedback. And, you know, we, we still, we're not trained journalists or anything like that, but we, we are actually producing something that's becoming very valuable and of a lot of interest to people. So I think for me, it's getting to the point where, we're trying new things and we're moving into areas that we're not very comfortable with necessarily, but we're, we're making a success of it. And I, I think moving into areas that you're not comfortable in pushes you to um, break boundaries and be innovative. Is that what you think you've been doing to get to this point that you've maybe put yourself in uncomfortable situations where you wouldn't normally feel confident, but you've, pushed yourself? Oh, absolutely. Absolutely. You know, when I first came online, I, I had no idea how to function on the platform. Um, and as well, paranoia about putting a comment online and having it stay there forever. I mean, I, I will say to people, you do have to be careful about how you're engaging online and answering back to comments because there are people out there who um, make comments that could goat you into getting yeah. into a back and forth. And we all um, kind of can fall into that. And you have to pull yourself back and think like, how much value is what I'm adding here to the thread? And everybody has the right to their own opinion. And you just kind of monitor how do you want to present yourself in public because it is a public forum. That being said, though, um, it, it's phenomenal um, when I was developing a, an EHSQ community and the opportunity to meet so many people and hold different types of discussions 
and the just the generosity of people um, from the people that I met that came and shared their time. People are interested in getting together and sharing their knowledge with one another and having discussions and talking. And I found that um, that became my my own mission was how can I be providing a place for safety professionals to come and engage and share with one another? Where do people want to meet? How do people want to meet? How do people want to have discussions? And that is what really propelled me to become somebody who would network and reach out to people and say, hey, let's create a conversation that other people can also come into and enjoy. And that's been very rewarding. Yeah. And that's how you've ended up with this huge network and the LinkedIn group and the online community now that you've, you've you know, contributed by bringing everyone together. Yeah. And that online community, I think you're talking about the one that I started when I was over at Intellects working there. Yes. Yeah, no, that's phenomenal. That was a phenomenal experience because we started with 2,500 people in that community. And over several years, we grew it to over 25,000 people. Wow. You know, and it was all about just kind of allowing people to give and share and reciprocity because that is what community is all about, is like-minded people coming together and sharing their knowledge and expertise with one another. You know, for me, when I was working over at Intellects, it was really how I was able to um, help cultivate not only their client community, but a community for the public for health and safety professionals. It was so rewarding, Rebecca, because I was able to take a community that at the time when I walked into it in January 2015 was just over 2,500 people. And by February 2018, I had actually brought it up to over 25,000 members and people who were coming to discussions, open discussions, engaging with one another. It was just so rewarding to, to provide that back out to the community, a place for people to meet and gather. That's been so far the most rewarding experience that I've had um, doing online community development. And I enjoy doing that. And I would for sure, you know, help others who have customer communities provide that type of engagement. It's something that I'm interested in in following through in the future, maybe uh, some consulting work. So you would be available potentially for businesses who are looking to either set up or develop their online presence with the use of communities and podcasts, that sort of thing. Absolutely. The setup and getting them on the road to success. That's what I really enjoy. I I really enjoy kind of digging in there, creating a launch plan and figuring out how can we create a healthy foundation for you to grow your community and giving them the tools in order to do that. I mean, Intellects has a very healthy community now of over 27,000 members. Fantastic. Okay, and looking forward from this point then, um, what do you think the future of professional networking is going to be for people like you and I and others within the health and safety industry? Well, I think like, for example, what I'm doing now, 
um, at SAFAPEDA after growing at Intellects and learning about community development engagement. And now we've taken it at SAFAPEDA to the next level where we're out on LinkedIn. What we can see just being engaging on the LinkedIn community that has millions of members is the possibility now for more robust connections with individuals who can dive deeper into their passion of health and safety and talk from their experience in a variety of different industries, bringing to the table um, in our conversations how they have been successful in their own workplaces. So more online communities, bigger online communities, yeah. and maybe even uh, a place and a time when you are actually sharing your experience with other people and training them on how to build and maintain a successful community. Yeah, and I think it's training each other because everybody brings something unique to the discussion. And every time you're, you're sitting down and you're chatting with somebody else, you're learning a different perspective. And that's the gift of being on a platform like LinkedIn, where now we can have the opportunity to cross paths with so many different people globally. I mean, you're in the UK and I'm over here in Canada. Yeah. So if we were in a smaller community, we wouldn't have had the opportunity to grow our relationship like we have because we're actually in a bit of two different fields of health and safety. Absolutely. But because we're on a platform like LinkedIn, it created that opportunity for us to create a professional rapport and build a friendship and a relationship. So I think, you know, the movement for the future will be for us to be accessing people that we don't usually have that ability to connect with, with a more global platforms. And, and speaking of connecting then, what, do you have any tips? Like how would you advise people to engage with others and, and to develop their own personal networks? rather than we've talked about the community in the greater sense but you know tomorrow you go out into linkedin and you connect and engage with people some people aren't that experienced perhaps what would you say to them is the best way for them to start doing that well rebecca and the, the biggest thing that i've learned is when you reach out to connect with somebody really stop and think about what is the purpose for connecting with that person what kind of mutual benefit can come from you creating that connection? Are you just doing connections to get numbers? Or are you doing connections because you have purpose and want to progress to a certain place? So anytime that I'm connecting with anybody, it's because I want to talk to them about how can we work together to increase uh, awareness of safety in our workplaces because I always come from the place I remember that before I knew what health and safety was by the um, the safety manager for the construction place in Rotan I didn't even know health and safety existed and that's a real wake-up call to me because here is a whole group of people saying oh well people have the right to refuse work people have the right to be safe and for 35 years of my life I didn't know I had those rights. 
it wasn't until I stumbled across this individual um, on a Caribbean island that I learned about my rights. And I'm from Canada. So why am I learning about my health and safety workplace rights from somebody in the Caribbean on a tropical island? It doesn't make sense to me. We've got to do better. We've got to do better at educating not only the people in our own workplaces, but people outside of our workplaces. Like a lot of people, they point to those videos where they see people doing unsafe things and they have a lot of derogatory things to say. And I come from the places like, well, do these people even know that there's a thing called health and safety? It doesn't look to me when I'm seeing some of the things that are being done that it's even a conversation. So why are we criticizing these people? Why are we not looking at this and saying, wow, you know what, we've got to do better. There's clearly a gap about people understanding um, safe, safe practices and safe systems. So how can we do better as safety professionals to get that out there? And that concludes my discussion with Rebecca Lambert. We hope you enjoyed this episode. If you'd like to see our show notes, please navigate to safetywithpurpose.com backslash woman in safety. And if you're on the hunt for some great safety resources, visit us at safepedia.com. We've got webinars, articles, QA, and quizzes for you and your team. Until next time, stay safe. Thanks for joining us. We hope you enjoyed the Women in Safety podcast. Thank you for clicking the subscribe button and sharing it with others. Make sure to visit us at safetywithpurpose.com for more safety leadership and industry discussions.